0: Hey, Fanboy Nation. This is your pal, Daffy Duck, and you're watching... You're watching... We're watching... You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy.
1: A fanboy, et cetera.
0: Fanboy Nation. Dad, I assume... Tom. <laughs> I don't know whether I love these gentlemen or I absolutely hate them, but they've made one of the funniest camp movies I've seen, possibly since Ernest goes to camp. And the film is called <laughs> Camp Mana, uh uh, mana if you pronounce it right in aramaic and hebrew it's mana it means you know dish it's uh it's from god mana from heaven is uh the official (laughs) phrase that's constantly used but today i'm speaking with eric johnson and and evan coons how are you guys today
1: great well done on the pronunciation i don't know that we've ever made it that far in an interview before so props to you
0: (laughs) well i do speak aramaic i have a master's of theological studies Uh, you know, so when it was presented to me and then I saw Gary Busey was in the movie, I was like, Oh, this is going to get interesting. Cause, uh, Gary, how do we put this politely is a free spirit.
1: (laughs) What goes better, uh, together than, uh, (laughs) theological studies and Gary Busey, you know,
0: exactly. You know, I mean, that that's the way we do it. (laughs) Yeah. But no, congratulations on this movie. This movie is absolutely hilarious. And to be fair, Uh, I was on the wrestling team with quite a few Claytons and Todds.
1: Oh yeah, weren't we all? Pump
2: pump an iron for the Lord, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you, when you,
0: uh, Eric Johnson, by the way, is, is one of the co-writers on the film along with, uh, Eric. How do I pronounce the other Eric's last name?
1: Oh, go for it. I just want to hear what it sounds like coming out of your mouth
0: uh if if it's italian i would go machilia if it's something else machilia
1: you you were pretty close actually it's machila Machila. so better than most
0: (laughs) you know well how do you guys come up with with making this movie because you know you are lampooning uh evangelical christian protestantism in, in some aspects and then in other aspects it's kind of like a weird love letter to the environment
1: yeah. Oh, that's such a good way to put it. I think that's spot on. Uh Clearly we grew up in this world. I don't think you could make a film like this without growing up in it to some degree. Um, and it was, it was exactly what you're saying. It was a way to process sort of all the things we loved about our childhood and also sort of unpack all the weirdness at the same time. Right. And and try to find that sweet spot between culture um, that have been built around something and the truth sort of within it, if that makes sense. And so it just really was an expression of that. It was a it was cathartic, just to create something that we could laugh at and love at the same time.
0: And you know, uh Evan Coons plays Bradley Sumner or Summers, who's one of the camp counselors, um, you know, very spiritually there, but uh I wouldn't socially inept I wouldn't use the that as <laughs> as, a, as a phrasing, but uh klutzy. I think would be the uh the best way to uh uh interpret Bradley
2: yeah he's trying really hard not to be as awkward as he is, but he just can't he can't help it he's just he's just a but he's a good soul,
0: you know, well, he plays the banjo in a camp in Michigan, so like you know awkward <laughs> is just written on the page banjos <laughs> at camp usually there. means
1: something far more dangerous in <laughs> uh, other circumstances. <laughs>
0: It depends which state you're in and if it's, uh, right. the late sixties, early seventies with, uh, with, um, Burt Reynolds being a part of the film. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Evan, when you get presented with a movie like this and, you know, you're playing this uh, socially awkward, clumsy, but good spirited camp counselor, like what's the first thing that, that comes to mind in developing a character like this?
2: Oh boy. Well, uh, I think we, we've all sort of had that, that guy, uh, having grown up or that person in church or in your youth group, who is that leader, who's just really on fire for, you know, um, just uh, being, being everyone's best friend and champion and just doesn't have a barometer for when too much is too much. And, uh, so that's, that's sort of what I was going for. just, he's just really excited and genuine about everything and uh tries to stay positive all the time. And that's just not possible. Or is it?
0: You know, <laughs> Jesus turned over money lender tables and, uh, and had a temper at times. So, you know, it's one of those things where you can't always be the happy guy.
2: Right. Right. But you got to try your best. Darn it. You know, you really got to put your, got to put your all into it.
0: You know, the the thing is is that this film was completed in twenty eighteen. So here we are three years later and thankfully it's getting released and I enjoyed every minute of it because like there's aspects of saved in here. There's aspects like I said of Ernest Goes to Camp, Meatballs 2, except there's no alien in this one. Like you know, how <laughs> all of this comes about and it's still fun. Um has there been a negative reaction from the evangelical community, especially with you know, feeling attacked in some instances that it's like, I don't know, not uh, essentially putting the your finger on the pulse, but kind of like pouring a little bit of salt in the wound?
1: I think that's a great question. You know, the way that we keep on putting it as we do screeners and things like that is that if you just take the film at face value, right, sort of the natural reaction, I think, is to jump to a conclusion like, oh, you know, these guys are making fun of something. And I think that once the audience realizes that that's not what we're doing, we're laughing with something, you know, we're sort of in the middle of it looking around and saying, guys, isn't this hilarious and wonderful all at once. I think once people realize that um, the reaction has been great. We keep on saying, you know, if if somebody makes it to the end of the film and sort of sees how we resolve the story um, we have yet to have someone, you know, from sort of all spectrums of, of perspective, to say it didn't work for them. It really is redemptive and hopeful in the midst of being silly and, and funny. But you do have to sort of go out on a limb and trust that we love the thing that we're laughing at.
0: Well, you guys are having a good time with this and it's a lot of fun in, in its delivery and how you guys made the film itself. Uh, you know, Since uh, I was told a couple of you guys actually did go to church camp, uh, what's it like revisiting church camp from the counselor's perspective versus from the camper's perspective at this point
2: oh boy uh, uh, it it was uh you know it was really healing actually no i uh i don't know it was i went to camp once and i just like you i i feel like the camp i'm not a camper i don't like camp at all so uh <laughs> Uh, even on set, all the other guys stayed at camp. I was like, nope, I'm staying somewhere else. I'm not staying here. You can't, yeah, you know, I, I will be here when I need to be here and I'm, then I'm getting, I'm getting gone. But it,
1: yeah. <laughs> the rest of us pain. stayed on camp.
0: You know, cause there's nothing more appealing than 40 people, one toilet. I mean, you know, come on, let's, let's right. all sign up for
2: that. The showers were outside. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. This is not for me.
0: As, as you guys filmed this in October, just before the first snowfall.
1: <laughs> You're not far <laughs> off. We, no, uh, it... we filmed in August, September and yet, you know, some big water scene days with a bunch of extras. We had a cold front sweep through and it's 50 degrees and we're asking 13 year olds to jump to the lake.
2: <laughs> it, it was pretty, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty, pretty harrowing. Yeah.
1: Since
0: this is, uh, not necessarily a faith-based film, but an homage to, to camping and faith-based films and, you know, the, the people have been appreciative of it. Has this either reinvigorated your faith at, if you had fallen away from the church or, you know, made you go, no, thank God I, I took those steps away and I kept running?
1: Oh, I like that oh. question so much. Good. Evan, do you oh. want to say something or? Well, I would, I think the film is actually, there's some deeply spiritual
2: and faithful moments in that movie of redemption, in this movie of redemption. And, um, even like, uh, I mean, yeah, there is, there is some imagery that I think really speaks to what the heart of, uh, Christian faith is. Um, that I would, I would challenge is up there as a comedy with many other films that aren't comedies trying to do the same thing, I think ours actually hits deeper than most uh, other Christian films about what it means to find life and um, wholeness with, with, uh, with those around you and within yourself.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I think, you know, the thing I think that we love about the movie and maybe the perspective that it even helped us develop as we just sort of worked ourselves out working on the film um, from the writing side, at least is that when you give yourself permission to disassemble something and sort of look at all the pieces, it's really hard to look at everything and go, well, none of this is worth keeping. What you end up doing is sort of saying like, okay, yeah, like some of this is, you know, sort of a little silly or some of this is a little shallow or whatever. But then inevitably, you also identify those things that are sort of solid enough that you really want to hang on to. So in a weird way, I think that laughing at something and being willing to sort of, you know, pick it apart in love actually makes a relationship with it stronger. It doesn't weaken it. And that's what I'm hoping people kind of take away from this. Well, God does
0: have a sense of humor. So that's the important thing. Oh, sure.
1: For sure.
0: <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it, the interesting part with all this is that you know you guys take it specifically from a uh, an evangelical perspective. You know, um, there's the Orthodox perspective, there's a the Catholic perspective, there's High Church Protestant perspective, and it's always interesting to see like where the evangelical aspect goes in in certain uh, certain instances. And there's one character I can't remember his name for the life of me, and I feel so bad. But from like Salvation Squad where he's so eager to curse at Evan and just can't bring himself to do it.
1: That's, that's personal. So I was, I was homeschooled growing up. So if you can imagine being like in the nucleus of this culture, I I couldn't get any deeper. And um, we weren't allowed to do the swears at home. And, and, the list of the swears, by the way, went much farther than the swears you know. Uh, there were so many bad words uh, I couldn't keep track of them because everything was off limits. So we had to develop our own language <laughs> that would uh, that would pass the test, right? So that's sort of where that comes from, and it just grew from there.
0: You're almost like the Benedictine monks that took a vow of silence that had to create their own sign language. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is like the worst. Swear ever that people don't realize and forgive me for anybody that's listening to this that, that will take offense is God damn it is the worst thing that you could say to anybody because that is (laughs) God sending you to hell and (laughs) damning you for all eternity. (laughs) And it's become such a common, you know, commonplace of like stubbing your toe even that, that people say it. Oh yeah. We're just, just
1: uh, (laughs) cursing everything. (laughs)
0: but you guys had so much fun making this movie i couldn't stop laughing like there are times that i had to pause the movie and go oh my god they hit this on the on the head because i the graduate school i went to was an evangelical one and dealing with the Uh, underclassmen that were so many so many people like this because i come from the orthodox background that like we look at evangelical protestantism and go where did you guys come up with this stuff (laughs) yeah no doubt i
1: grew up in it and i asked the same question (laughs)
2: that's that's wild yeah
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's funny i'm glad it resonated in that way uh hopefully it was a little cathartic for you as well
2: oh it was
0: hilarious because in graduate school like i saw this with some of the undergrads and then like there were there was an instance where they're like you know um they took us on a tour and i i don't want to deviate too much because but i also don't want to give away too much of the movie as well because it's a lot of fun in in dealing with all this and there are characters that i know in real life but we're sitting there and they took us on a tour of the dormitories and they're like the dormitories are segregated by gender depending on the floor and i looked around and i saw some of the guys i'm like um i don't really think you're gonna have to worry about that (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah
1: that sounds familiar
0: Maybe maybe the single gender floor that you have with some of these guys isn't the best idea. (laughs) To put it politely.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, a lot of a lot of stories in those halls.
0: I could only assume so.
1: You know, Eric, when uh,
0: you and the other Eric, we'll call it Eric Squared at this point, decide to come down together and write this film like how much of it is based on your individual stories and then how much of it comes from riffing off real stories that you're like, Oh, this would have been funny if it happened when so-and-so had done this or said that.
1: Mm. I think most of it and, and, and narratively, obviously you have to build the characters and build the world and that sort of stuff. But really the inspiration for most of it came from real life. Like even just aesthetically, when you look at the film, um, I was super, super involved in the art in the film, just because I felt like the art was a character to me. Like if we couldn't create this world, it wouldn't feel right. And all of that comes from real experiences. I mean, right down to Jesus Golf. You know, I didn't make that up as, you know, unfortunately I can't take credit for that idea. I, I just experienced it and I recreated it. I hyperbolized it a little bit, but Jesus being mini golf was just a part of life growing up.
0: Jesus playing mini golf. Like, I, I didn't realize that was actually a real thing that that you just lampooned
1: rather than created yourselves. Oh yeah, in this world it was like you know for me growing up, it was really how do we take a thing that is quote unquote secular? That was a big world word, right? How do we take a secular thing and Christianize it so that you know now it's got the seal of approval? So I mean, yeah, mini golf falls into the into the list. Everything was on the list. If you can make a Jesus version of it, that's the way to go.
0: Well, I did hear of Christian yoga, so I'm still confused with that one.
1: <laughs> oh, that one, I haven't heard of. Yeah. Like that. See? Come out to California, <laughs> we'll teach you all the extra crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's also an important, important <laughs> note here, right? Like you end up, they say you write what you know, especially, you know, early on in, in a film career, and this is, you know, what we know. I think that it's important to remember that every subculture probably has the same sort of thing, right? It has things worth loving and some things where if you just step back and be objective about your own life or your own culture, uh you could quickly realize how silly it is.
0: Makes sense. And Evan, you mentioned that there was some healing involved with all of this. Did like reconnecting with, with your past, uh, experiences or traumas depending on your situation since I only met you about 15 minutes ago uh, uh-huh. what did you learn to reflect on yourself with this and just out of curiosity did you suggest any skateboarding dogs since you were in skate dog
2: <laughs> no no I did not uh, I, I think I was joking when I said it was a healing process uh, it was just it was a blast that's I mean when you get together and when you the uh, Grilla and the Eric's and I have been doing uh, production together for 15 years, and when we and we knew each other and we trusted each other, and we built some really cool characters in this faith space. I don't know if you've heard of church-appropriate dance moves, but that was something that we made way back in the day. It was a church countdown video. Um, so just being on set with these guys and being in, and sort of in their creative hands and seeing this, this, their, the story that they wanted to be told and that they work so hard to tell, being able to be a part of that and to help, uh to help make that a reality and to play Bradley as best as I could for them. And was just, just sort of, if that's all there ever is, that's enough for me. So in that regard, it was great. It was awesome meeting all these fantastic people on set. And then, um, I mean, my faith background was, uh, I was raised Christian reformed. So it's, um, we're the frozen chosen, man. Like we show no emotion about anything ever. Um, and so, uh, experiencing this sort of the evangelical flavor, Uh, and, and knowing friends and being able to play that out, it was just a ton of fun just to turn it to 11 and it was a blast every day.
0: (laughs) Well, that's just cause you're already, uh, what's it called? Predestined to go one way or the other.
2: Well, yes. (laughs) Well, it's interesting. Nice. Yes. Right. Since then though, I have, I have also found the, the true faith of orthodoxy. What? No, I'm just, uh. Well, you're in
0: Michigan. I can recommend a few of the parishes out
2: there. Yeah, so. Oh, I'm there. Yeah, I'm there, and I'm being silly too. I'm also I, being. I
0: figured as much, so silly. it's okay. Yes. Yeah. You know, don't worry. I, I freely admit that we have an ego wh- when it comes to Christianity. You know. Oh sure. When the Catholics sit there and go, you know, we're the first church, and we're like, no, you're the first one to splinter off. <laughs>
2: you're you the know? first Protestants. Yeah, right. yeah.
0: You know, you guys put the name <laughs> Catholic, but you're universally wrong. <laughs> You know, we're <laughs> orthodox. We're the right belief. Like we, we get we're it. The right know. belief. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what orthodox literally translates to from from the Greek Orthodoxa, right? Belief or right doctrine. So it's like, you know, Catholics are ooh, universal, ooh. but you guys are universally wrong. So, <laughs>
2: that yeah, many so like that's so funny. Like that's where not our friends. Right.
0: Let, let's <laughs> that, offend see. All that's where you guys lost Different me. denominations. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> so you said so, forty-four, <laughs> right? So Eric, with the evangelicals, you guys just sing songs and, you know, be as repentant as possible. And then the rest of us argue with each other uh, <laughs> on things of like which way to make the sign of the cross and then predestination versus rapture theology and all sorts of other
1: things. So. Oh yeah. My, uh, my, <laughs> my knowledge of church history didn't go any farther than the uh, local Christian bookstore and, uh, parody Christian t-shirts. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I mean I I do love that Reese's P- the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Jesus sure. I do need one of those. Yeah. yeah. But but this film is so much fun and it's going to open up dialogue and you know, I I do have to mention uh Ian's character of living a traumatic life and that he lost uh his family and is now living with his aunt and uncle who only want the best for him. You know, this isn't like an entire just we're making fun of fun of the faith all the way through. There is a heart and soul to all of this. And, and Luke Klein does an amazing job of this being the little, uh, the little person in the group in that, you know, he hasn't hit his growth spurt yet.
1: Yeah. Luke was amazing. He, um, he really came through. There's a whole story behind that. Um, but the short of it is, is that Luke was not uh, slated to play that role. And we had a, a situation where we lost our lead for that role coming up on the beginning of the film. Um, And it, it sucked. I mean, we were kind of freaking out. Right. And at the same time we had just done a casting session for body doubles. And here comes this kid in the room that we've never met before local kid from where we're filming. And we walked out of there. And this was before we lost our main actor. We walked out of there and both Eric and I looked at each other. We're like, Dude, that kid could just play the main character. If we hadn't already cast this, he's that good. And then lose our main character. and <laughs> Well, I'm glad Luke was there because uh, he ended up getting cast and he was incredible.
0: And Luke yeah. was an upgrade.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. <laughs> quite an upgrade for him. He was just going to be the body we just launched off the blob.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And Evan, where did you stay in all of this while they all stayed at camp?
2: Oh, I just stayed off at a, at a house. I had a, a friend who lived nearby and just crashed there and, and had my solitude and, uh, and, yeah. So I was, I was, wasn't far.
0: And, and the entire shoot schedule was like, what, 25 days, 28 days?
1: It was a little less than that, but then we did some pickups like you do, like we learned that are important. Um, <laughs> a lot of things we learned. Um, 18 days was the original shoot schedule. And then we did some, some additional pickups to kind of tie the story together a little bit after we started getting into the edit, which if there's any young filmmakers out there very much recommend, assuming that pickups will be necessary. It's just part of the process.
0: And then, you know, to to make mention that, uh, Jimmy and I'm probably going to butcher his last name, Tatro is, uh, in home economics right now. So that's a beautiful little boost for you guys.
1: Yeah, and for Jimmy as well. I'm so stoked for him. When we met him, he was really, you know, kind of uh, known by a small group of people based on his YouTube channel. And we had been looking for someone that was the exact personality type. Um, and we were so stoked to find him and even more stoked when he said he wanted to do the project. Um, and it's funny. I mean, we all lived on this camp for the most part. And even though Evan said, like, you know, he stayed off of camp. We're just there all day. Most of us slept there. So we just all ended up getting, you know, really tight. We'd, you know, work all, all week and, you know, plan over the weekends and, you know, play pickup basketball when we weren't filming. It was pretty rad.
0: Well, Evan was learning how to play the banjo. (laughs)
2: This, this is true. This is true. I was going nuts with my picking. Yeah.
0: So you know when a story like this unfolds, and you know all of us were were different types of kids growing up. Some of us were the athletic type. Some of us were the brainy type. Some of us were the musically inclined type. Some of us were clumsy, awkward, etc. When you go back and you see the characters that you guys put in here, which one were you most related to and defended the most when when things got a little haywire on set?
1: Mm. Would, I've never gotten asked that question before. Evan, do you have an answer?
2: Well, like when things got haywire on set or when things like in the story were, uh, like, in,
0: like in the story and then even on set where you're like, oh, I'd really like defend that kid in real life type thing.
2: Oh, I was a Luke, I was an Ian, Ian kid cause I, like I was a, I was a runt, late bloomer, super sensitive, uh, My only church uh, camp experience, I cried the whole time and tried to fake appendicitis so I could go home. And they found me out. So I just cried the whole time. So I was a Luke kid. I was a Luke guy. Or Ian, you should say, the character.
0: I dig it. What what about you, Eric?
1: Oh, I, I think the honest answer is a little bit of all of them. I think that's they a little bit found its way into every character. I do I do relate to the Luke character a little bit at a certain age, but I also was uh a youth pastor, you know, was in charge of a youth group for a while and, and really lived in that world early on in my uh development, I would say. And so I could also just relate to all the different um counselors as well. I think there's a little bit of a hole. Probably in me somewhere that found its way into Clayton, you know, and a lot of the exuberance that found its way in some of the other characters. I don't know, maybe that was the funnest part was just sort of expressing all the different faces of it. Yeah.
0: Cause there, there are those militant ministers like, uh, Gary Busey's character. And at some point, do you just let Gary go and, and oh, be himself boy. or like how that's like, like, close a, to the story like you, you try do. to make him stiff. <laughs>
2: um yeah Evan go ahead (laughs) that's fine no I'm I'm just. yeah that's kind of all you do you let Gary be Gary and then you just revel in it as much as you can and then uh and that's that was my experience hey Gary go man I'm getting out of your way this is you do you buddy and this is uh yeah and he's I mean he was he was uh yeah he was a wild thing he was great he was great in that regard yeah
1: I I genuinely love and appreciate Gary a lot for being a part of the film. I mean to to sign up for something with, you know, a bunch of folks that you don't know very well and don't have a ton of films under their belt necessarily up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I gotta give him I gotta hand it to him for that. That said, uh Gary on set was an experience. <laughs> Without a doubt. Uh I believe he saw the script as uh more of notes then a script and, and uh there were uh there were fine suggestions he was interested in every now and then and the rest was gary
0: and but that kind of makes it fun too that you guys have to play around gary and does it kind of stay within the parameters of the lines that you've written for for your characters where you know gary goes goes on a gary tangent and then evan still has to be bradley and like you know, play those lines off of what gary's saying
1: yeah, we, oh, yeah. Uh, actually once we, when we cast, and I want to hear your perspective on it, Evan, from playing off, but just real quick, from the casting standpoint, when we found out that Gary had signed on, right, when we, when we sort of sealed the deal, we went back and rewrote the character, um, in a way that we knew would just sort of set the stage where he could do his thing. So we wrote the character a little more, uh, crazy, I guess, or uh, loopy. You know, and, and really, we didn't have an expectation that he was going to stay on script, and we didn't really want him to. Like, we come from the documentary world as well, and so we have this idea that, like, if we could just wind him up and let him go, the most authentic humor would just come naturally. Like, we couldn't write things he was going to do, and we didn't want to in some ways. We wanted to see what would show up. So a lot of times, we would try to do a take as close to the script as we could, which for Gary was maybe 50%. And then we would just say, hey, let's do another one and just do your thing, which, uh, you got something crazy every time. And also not very fair to Evan, but we did it anyway.
2: (laughs) It was, I always feel like it was just a, it was a delight to watch him work and be around him when he did stuff because he, he feels things very deeply and he sees things that maybe aren't there or maybe they are. Uh, and, uh, is able to channel all of that stuff. And, and some of like the, and the when it was, when it was time for him to get, to be tender and to be a leader, like he was amazing to watch the way he could move. He could move you with how he was feeling and to watch him get to those places too. Uh, I thought was really brilliant. Um, uh, and uh, I was taking notes, I should say. But um, yeah, he really, I've, uh, I feel like was just a lot. You just never knew. So it provided an energy and a sort of uh, uh, an excitement to being on set and being in those scenes that you were really going to get to play and have some fun.
1: It really threw you off a bit because you wouldn't really know what you were going to get, right? Sometimes you would, you know, want like four guys with a lasso just to sort of reel him in. And then other times he is in full control of the entire set, just leading the way yeah. and was always just really gentle and really rad with all of the young actors. So I don't know. I Maybe, maybe my experience with Gary is much like my experience with everything in the movie. Uh, Hilarious, very weird. um, And also <laughs> I kind of loved it. <laughs>
0: Well, gentlemen, I, I had a great deal of fun with the film. And before I let you go, uh, and after we offend every denomination of Christendom at this point, uh, what, why should people of the, of the secular world and of the faith-based world come together and watch Camp Mana?
1: Oh, my goodness. I think, oh, I, I feel like I'm going to get on a soapbox, and I don't mean to right now. As a fan of comedy, I think it is difficult to find a niche that has not been explored and I love camp comedies. You referenced some of them. They're films that just for me are timeless. And um, I think that this is a perspective on that genre that hasn't been made before. And for me, I love films like that. If I can find a comedy that's exploring something from a, angle or perspective that i haven't seen before like that is a great way to sort of unlock humor and i think we did that on this film i think this is a new a new lane
0: uh, general where can we find you on social media if we want to connect with you personally and with the film
1: yeah i can't man of the movie on instagram um and you can find the film it's being released on october 15 you can find it on amazon prime uh, Google Play, iTunes, uh, all of those on digital and you can also get it on DVD, uh, at Amazon Prime as well.
2: All the things, all the internet spaces.
0: And where can we find you, Evan? Is it just Evan Coons?
2: K-O-O-A? Uh, yep, yeah, you can find me, uh, on Instagram at, uh, Koonsie. Uh, you can, I'm, um, i <laughs> um, uh, I, take that out. No, uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram (laughs) at Coonsy, I guess. No. And you can find me, uh, my website, evancoons.com, uh, Twitter, Evan Coons with the K double O N S.
0: I love it. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Camp Mena is available on all different platforms. October 15th. Uh, it's been a great pleasure when you guys come to California, we're going to go grab a couple of beers and then, uh, you know, pick somebody else's religion to make fun of other than our non teasing. I am teasing. Uh, we're not going to do same. that. Well, you know, we'll just we'll just continue to pick on our own because we have enough denominations to do that with.
1: Yes, <laughs> they'll be welcomed into the fold.
0: Right. We'll bring them into the family of teasing. You know.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, oh yeah. man,
0: thank you for having us. Thank you.